Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, December 3rd. S&P futures are trading down about four points. That's just about 10 basis points. They've been essentially hugging the unchanged line approximately for the last few hours. So pretty quiet morning. Dow futures are unchanged. NASDAQ futures are lagging a little bit down 30 points. That's about 18 basis points. So small continuation of the price action you saw on Thursday with tech underperformance, although obviously the moves aren't all that dramatic this morning. Um, treasuries are about flat as well. So not a whole lot to say this morning. Um, pretty slow and steady evening of major news items. Um, you know, I think that you've had a chorus of hawkish Fed commentary in the last several days. All, um, you know, officials across the spectrum, hawks and doves, signaling that they're very likely to accelerate the pace of tapering on December 15th, the next meeting. And so I think that has de-emphasized the importance of today's jobs report to a certain extent. Um, you know, like I said, I think the Fed's already put in place a framework um, or rather steered expectations appropriately to, um, again, anticipate an acceleration of the policy withdrawal. So, um, you know, if anything, that that creates some upside risk for today's report to the extent it's, um, you know, a little bit soft, certain components of it are soft, that could kind of spur some, um, you know, brief hopes about perhaps a dovish pivot from the Fed. But like I said, I think jobs report this morning, not terribly important just because the Fed has already um, updated, I think, markets. The most important part of the jobs report, it's not really going to be the headline job creation figure, but it's more going to be the participation rate, which the Fed has been harping on for months. Um, you know, if you if you do not see the, the participation rate start to increase from current levels, and it really hasn't moved for almost a year, um, that will be inflationary. And that would suggest that the economy is closer to full employment um, than the Fed had thought before, um, and then vice versa. If you do see that participation rate start to move up, that would have disinflationary implications for wages. That would make the Fed um, somewhat comfortable. So that's going to be the most important part. But like I said, I don't think it'll be a huge market mover. Investors are keeping their eyes peeled for details on Omicron. Um, you know, a variety of different health health organizations and drug companies um, insist they will have more specific details out in days. So, um, you know, that could hit imminently. You have seen some preliminary news out in the last 24 hours from South Africa talking about um, transmissibility and then the ability for this new variant to reinfect previously um, the positive people. Those that data was somewhat uh, negative. So, I, you know, I think markets are waiting for um, specifics. In particular, they're very keen to learn about efficacy of the current generation of vaccines and boosters. And you've had some pretty encouraging remarks from Pfizer um, and BNTX officials in the last few days. Moderna earlier in the week was somewhat more skeptical in an FT interview. Um, again, there's two components of vaccines providing protection, one of which is against transmissibility, the other is against severe illness. I think markets will be most sensitive to the severe illness part. Um, so that could hit at any time. You know, we have had, you know, uh, on Wednesday, you ripped a Band-Aid off about uncovering the first case of Omicron in the U.S. Um, you know, you're hearing now more, you're going to see more cases um, throughout the country. You had a bunch in New York. Um, you know, again, I don't think that should be terribly surprising. It should be assumed that this variant is circulating globally um, and by the looks of it will probably become the dominant variant over the coming months. Um, you know, again, the real important part for markets will be um, vaccine efficacy. So that's COVID front. You are seeing travel leisure names in Europe trade well this morning. Um, you know, so you saw them trade very well in the U.S. yesterday. 
So that's continuing over in Europe. None of the economic data this morning was terribly important. You didn't really see any major central bank comments other than uh, Lagarde, the head of the ECB, spoke about how she thinks eurozone inflation has actually probably already peaked. So ECB is not backing away from transitory, um, you know, and she continues to insist it will not be a rate hike in 2022. The ECB meeting is right after the Fed. So that's the ECB meets December 16th. Markets are looking specifically for details on how they plan on managing this kind of handover from the PEPP to the APP. Um, I won't get to too many details, but I've written about it, the piece for the last several days. That's their pandemic bond buying program and then their normal QE program. Um, so that's kind of, I think the, the near term deliverable from the ECB that investors are looking at most Congress did pass legislation last night that will avoid a shutdown. So the funding deadline now is moved from December 3rd to February 18th. You know, there had been some rumblings in the last couple of days from certain Republicans that they were going to slow this process in protest of the vaccine and mask mandates. Um, they didn't really follow through on that threat. So you did are going to avoid a shutdown. Um, you know, I don't think markets terribly were terribly concerned about a shutdown specifically, but they are nervous about the debt ceiling. So to the extent that they were able to find a solution to the budget that does raise hopes that there will be a solution to the debt ceiling, I still think there will be a solution to the debt ceiling. But, um, you know, you have to see, uh, you know, there still is not necessarily a clear path to that. Democrats are very likely going to have to use um, some type of a partisan solution, whether it's reconciliation or a regular order process, um, but they still talk about seeking some type of a bipartisan solution. Um, and that is, those are all the major macro items for this morning. Um, there are a bunch of earnings out last night in the US, mostly from smaller companies. You had another big pandemic beneficiary um, DocuSign blow up last night, um, blow up in, in quotes, you know, they reported below expectations on a fundamental basis, companies still growing on a healthy level, but, um, billings missed in the quarter. The billings guidance was like that stocks down over 30% this morning. Um, you know, follows a couple of other big notable pandemic winners like Peloton, um, Zillow, uh, Chegg, all of which kind of had huge rallies in the pandemic, but have given up a lot of that move. Um, there are other earnings as well. I have details in the piece. Uh, the DDD listing last night is interesting as well. I wrote about that this morning. Um, and that is pretty much everything for today. The calendar, you have the jobs report at 830. I sent around a preview yesterday. Um, the preview is linked in the piece. And that is really kind of it for today. And then, like I said, any, you know, you could see any of these uh, COVID headlines hit, you know, any, at any time during the day whether it's Pfizer, Moderna, or, or the World Health Organization, or any other health organization um, publishing kind of more specific figures around the nature of this particular variant. Um, and that is everything for Friday, December 3rd. Thank you for listening.